Gentlemen, you're most welcome for tonight's podcast. Uh, it's already 9.47. We are supposed to start 9.40. Just sorry for the delay. We are going to be looking at the couple of points, couple of things concerning Yes, I Am. And in this case, I'm going to be dealing with what we call the principles of life, how God calls you in life. Sometimes we have given ourselves the kind of life we describe ourselves in different ways. But what does God say about our lives? Someone has said that you will not make it. Is it what God said that you won't make it? I know there are so many settlements that you faced in life and they have told you a lot of things in life. They have called you all sorts of names. They have um, nicknamed you just because of the situation you're passing through. They have depended on, uh, on your capacities, the, thing, the way how things are being done in your life how really they have been seeing you in a community and that's how they have um, defined you but is it what god defines you that's what we have come to understand tonight is a time of really getting encouragement from god's word knowing who we are in christ jesus yes i am 
and what God says I am. It's what I'm going to follow, not what people say. It's not about what a person thinks about me, but it's all about what Christ thinks about me. He died for me. He rose again for a purpose. He came in this world for a purpose. Through one man, Adam, the sin took over the entire world and everyone was accounted to be a sinner. Good news I have once again. Through one man, Christ Jesus, the entire world received forgiveness, especially those that really uh, repent and believe in him. And that's the major point. So forgiveness is given to those that are humbling themselves and they have come to Christ, dedicating themselves totally to follow the living Father. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a word of prayer. word of prayer comes uh, from the book of Matthew where the Bible tells us that let's pray. And James reminds us that whoever ha have diverted from wisdom, understanding, please, you take this opportunity and you pray unto God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. You're such a wonderful God-loving one. You've loved us. You've protected us. You've given us your love and really you never let us down but always you've been a God that reminds us and remembering us in every situation. We don't know what really to give you. We don't know what really to say, but you've won our hearts by doing whatever that you're doing. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for our parents. We thank you for our brothers and sisters. We thank you for our friends that you've given us in life. If it wasn't you, friends wouldn't have been meaningful in our lives. But because of your grace, because of your mercy, really we've managed to have these friends of ours helpful and really encouraging. Father, we pray tonight as we continue to study your word and understanding your word, Lord, we are praying that really you, you lead us and help us to overcome in everything that we are doing. We present those that are discouraged. We present those that are, fi are facing the different problems. We are praying for those that really are facing different challenges one way or the other. Financially, there are those that are looking for money. There are those that are looking for breakthrough. There are those that are looking for survival and so on. In different countries, Father, King of Glory, all challenges financially, you are the one capable of handling them. Therefore, we thank you and we glorify you that you are going to provide for us all the journeys we have in life all the, the needs we have in life, all the requirements that we have in life. We believe that really you're going to work on this. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're most welcome to the show. In Jesus' name. Welcome to the Hoima Podcast. Hosted by Pastor John Bosco Jita. Join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 p.m. as we teach and reprove one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to the Lord. Heart of Worship Ministry Africa, the Christian.
family. It's a Christian family, ladies and gentlemen. It's such a wonderful moment to be with you uh, this evening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining in as you're going to learn God's word in just a few minutes. I just want to put across these few points that are going really to be very important and very helpful in your life. Yes, I am. That's the topic today. And that's what I'm going to be discussing about. What does God say about your life? I want to remind you, that first of all, there are so many things in life that you've faced, statements talked about yourself, so many people have been criticizing you according to the kind of life that you're living, but that's not the case. My case is, what does God say about your life? Yes, people have talked, people have said the other one word statements, hundreds of words and statements, and really when you're in a community, sometimes you feel like, um, you feel like as if, <laughs> I don't know even what to say, but sometimes you feel like you're overwhelmed with the sentiments of people and you don't know really what to do. You don't know really what to say because that's what people have decided to call you. But I've come to tell you that's not the case. That's not the case. The case is, what does God say about your life? And that's what I'm interested in. Someone is going to speak a lot in your life, most especially even at workplace, at your home, can could be even your brothers and sisters. It could be your parents. I remember one time when my dad told me that I'm no longer his son. And I'm sharing this depending on my real experience that I've faced also in life. My dad told me no longer my son just because you've gotten saved. You've believed in Christ Jesus. You've gone there. Now those people have spoiled you. Therefore, you no longer belong to my family. Guess what? When you give something time and you don't rush to respond to the situations, always keep yourself in prayer. Trust in God. God has the right time to prove about yourself. You don't even need to talk about yourself who you are. But you just need to put your trust in Christ Jesus who will fight for you all the battles in life that you have. As I'm sharing this, feel free when you look down on this podcast um, interface there is a square arrow pointing at the right you can touch on it and you share and and you share this show to the rest of, of people um, secondly listen till I think it was last year um, my dad made a statement. There is a moment he reached a point and he believed that really Christ was working in my life. This is a statement he made when he called me so that he can confess salvation. But it has been a long journey. He spoke these words a long time ago. It was just last year when he told me, you know what? If God has changed your life to this extent, I decide to give my life to Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you may take that statement lightly, but from a parent who one time told you that you're no longer my child. When a parent says you're no longer my child, it means they're not anymore counting you to be part of their family. But this is what happened. 
Christ did it in his right time. You might be there and the same situation that you're passing through. Your parents told you, you know what, since you've gotten saved, therefore you can never be our child. Families always rejects us, abandons us. Moms and dads, they do things even that are beyond of what really we can expect and what we can think. And I know most of people, there are so many people having testimony about this. But I've come to encourage you and tell you this, that no one, no one, is really having the, the potential to decide who you are in life. I always say this, God knows our destinies. No one can decide for what we really will have to do. It is only God knows our destinies. Not, not, not people. And I would like to tell you this. You ever heard about these statements? This is what you're not. And this is what people say. You cannot do that. You cannot make it. You cannot go anywhere. You cannot reach anywhere. These are the things that always I speak. But is that what the Bible says? Is what really God speaks about your life? If you say that, yes, I am. Why am I saying, yes, I am? Yes, I am is a response. And that's why I make it as a topic. What God says I am, it's what I say. It's true. That is who I am. Not what people say that I am. Always people say, no, you can't do that. And most of times, I share my vision to people whenever people say that this is impossible. It's what really I do. Because that is impossible. It's what, what God is capable to do in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a few points just to put across about this. And let me bring them in this way. First of all, that you need to know that as a believer in Christ, we can take great comfort in knowing that God has given us a clear and unchanging, it is unchanging identity in him. When we get saved and we believe in Christ Jesus, we get what you call unchanging identity. And that unchanging with UN, unchanging. In other words, it cannot change anymore. That is the identity that we have in Christ Jesus. And that's why Paul says that now he boasts in the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. But God forbid that I should boast. What Jesus Christ did to us makes us to boast in him because the identity we have is in Christ Jesus, not in the world. What people see is not really what we are. What people uh, talk about us is not really what we are. Christ made us something different. We have a new identity. The, the old things have gone and now we are a new creation. We are new people and this is who we are. And no one can take us, can take it away from us. So as believers in Christ Jesus, we can take this advantage. It's a great comfort knowing that God has given us a clear and unchanging identity in him. We don't have to look to the world or to our own achievements to define who we are. Because God has already spoken truth over our lives. Why do you need to compromise yourself? What happened in the Garden of Eden was a compromise. The devil always brings back what really God told you that this is who you are. And the devil comes compromising you, bringing the same statements but twisted. Trying to lie about your true identity. The devil tells a woman, did God tell that you should not eat a mystery or 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, no, no, you know, just because he knows that when you eat on this tree, you're going to be like him. Characteristics of the devil, the temptation that always he brings, always they are similar to our day life. People speak in our life just sometimes to discourage us. However, I always tell you, we need good people and bad people in life. Good people are always encouraging us to move forward and know who we are in life because that's what God has desired us to receive. And bad people are always there to point our weaknesses and to see how we can really um, style up, change, or be transformed in certain areas of life. You have to know this as a believer. The achievements... They are supposed to define who we are because God has already spoken truth over our lives. Why do we need to compromise ourselves? Why do we need to ch- Why do we need to complain? God says, "This is who you are. You are a pilot. You are a doctor. You are a child of God. You are a new creation. You are chosen by God. You are a minister of God. You are a pastor. You are a prophet. You are a teacher. You are um, anything. God that has called you." He has given you his gift. He has given you his potential that you can stand, preach the word of God, talking to his people, and they get encouraged. There are so many things. There are people that when you stand to speak, people feel like they don't want you to stop. Why? God has made you that. And that for the purpose of helping people. What the devil is going to do is to tell you, but no, you're not doing enough. What you're doing is nonsense. No, what you're doing doesn't make sense. You see, you try. You start now looking for popularity. You start now looking for favoritism. You start now looking for pleasure, to be pleased, to be appreciated. You start now to look for such. Fame is given by God. Appreciation is given by God. He says that let's stand and do our work. In due time, he's going to reward us. James warns us that God cannot be mocked. What a man sows is what he reaps. But he continues in the downer verses, reminding us that do not ever go worry by doing good. Galatians chapter 6, I think that is verse 7 and verse 8, reminds me about that. Do not grow worry by doing good. In due time, God is going to reward you. Therefore, what God has entrusted you with as a responsibility, as ministry, you need to know that it's not you, it's not people that are going to reward you. It's going to be God. And God knows the right time when to reward what you're doing. Therefore, appreciate who you are. doesn't matter. No one should even talk about your face. Why do you need to listen to people so that you, you see his eyes are like this, the tongue like this? <laughs> All those things. People are going to look at your appearance and they start to define you. But that's not your identity. God says he made you. You are wonderfully made. You are wonderfully created. You are molded in the manner that God desired. Therefore, you need to appreciate what God made you to be. Secondly, The more that you compromise about your appearance, about yourself, it's like you're blaming God, why did he do, or why did he create it in that way? Now that you're blaming God of his purpose to put you on this planet earth, 
why do you need to, why do you let people to define who you are let god define who you are and that's the most thing in life in the book of genesis we see that god created man and woman in his own image okay and he called them very good when god was creating from the first day everything was good but this time around it is a statement radical ionic statement added the word very you see, you can have something good, you can have all things good, but there is something that you can receive in life and you say, but this is very good. Does it mean that the rest of the creation was not good? No, it was good. But when man was created in God's image, God makes a statement which is ionic on this. And this is very important. Everything. Very good. After man, after man being created. Genesis 1, chapter 27, and verse 31 can really testify about that. This means that we are all valuable and significant. Okay? Regardless of our race, gender, or social status, doesn't matter. No one should even discriminate your gender. You're a woman of God, you're a man of God. God has fear-free and wonder-free made you in his own image. He designed you with all his love. And he knows where on this planet Earth, the way how you look. All humans, we, sh we shall never be the same in appearance. Though you're born from one mother, from one father, and so on, even twins, at least you find something different from the other. Okay, society, or maybe the parents might find themselves giving them the same clothing styles, uh, same shoes, same whatever, same styles, the way how they put on, just to distinct them from the society, knowing that these are twins. And they do all that to add on their identity. But again, they have something different, if you notice, and always parents know. However much these are twins, they came at once, but there's something different from each other. So we are all valuable and significant, regardless of our race. Regardless of our gender or social status, doesn't matter whether you're poor, whether you're rich, we are made in the image of God and that gives us inherent worth and dignity. That's enough. And once, when, when God looks at us, he sees the wonderfully made creatures that he made for, to, to, uh, to worship him. And that is the major purpose. God's intention from the beginning, he wanted to be glorified by what he created in his own image. Just because the Garden of Eden was corrupted by the devil. Through the serpent. But again, because God had a lot of love, John 3, 16 reminds us, for God loved. So loving the world, this really led him to sacrifice or to give out his only son. And this only son became the sacrifice that cleansed away all the sins of man and man was made holy and man was redeemed. And that's why when you look at the entire theme of the Bible, it's all about redemption from day one when Adam sinned. And that goes up to revelation, redemption. And that we are redeemed 
we are new creations. We are made in Christ again. We are now holding the same identity. We, we hold the DNA of Christ because we believed in him. Okay, John 1, 12 reminds me and tells me that for whoever received Christ Jesus was given the authority, the audacity, the opportunity to become a child of God. We are children of God. We are sons of God because of the Christ that we believed in, the living sacrifice that gave out himself to die for us. So we have the identity in him. In the New Testament, we see that God has given us an even greater identity through faith in Christ. And Apostle Paul writes, he says, that therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. He continues to speak when he was writing to the Corinthians. That is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we are born again and become new creations in him. The identity is in Christ. We are new creations. We are no longer defined by our past mistakes or our old way of life. Why do people always take you back? Because people are used to... They are used to know a person who was a thief, who was a burglar, who was a liar, who was a deceiver, who was this and this, a drunkard, drug abuser, something like that. But here Paul tells us that when we accepted Christ Jesus as our Savior, we are born again and we become new creations in him. We are no longer defined by our past not defined by our past mistakes, all our old ways of life. Instead, we are now children of God, forgiven and made holy by the blood of Christ Jesus. Who has the audacity to speak in your life that you're still in that kind of identity that you used to have before? The world has taught you to be something like a thug. Jesus Christ has taught you to be something who is valuable, important, considered by him. He loves you. He cares about you. He knows your whereabouts every day and night. He sends his angels to watch over you, to protect you. There are so many things in life that you overcome and he has been his mercy and grace upon your life. No one should define your life apart from Christ. No one should say that you're a failure because Jesus Christ says you are more than a conqueror. Jesus says, you're more than victorious. Why should someone say that you're failure and you accept it? Know who you are. Know, you know your identity in God. So God's identity for us is that we are his children. We are forgiven and we are made holy by the blood of Jesus Christ. Revelation reminds me that by the blood of Christ Jesus and the testimony of their mouth, they overcame him. Who did they overcome? That is the devil. Because the devil always deceives. He brings compromise in our lives, making us to think that we are nothing, making us to think that we are failures. Deuteronomy reminds me that we are not tails, we are heads. He has good plans about our lives. He has good plans, the plans of prospering us, the plans of protection, the plans of making us great. 
but not failures. Jesus Christ never wanted to make anyone failure. It is the devil that always brings the perspective, bringing people to think that they are failures in life. However much you've tried a lot of things in life and you think and you feel like as if you failed, no way. Christ Jesus is still in control. He demands for your trust. And that's the only thing that you need to do. By his blood, you're made holy. Okay? You are forgiven. Because you believed in him, you are his child. We are sons and daughters of God. Once we believe in him, you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord. You believe in your heart that he rose again. He died on the cross for you. He forgave you. He died for your sins and is a son of God. That's enough. You were born again. Nicodemus in John chapter 2. I think chapter 2, he comes and asks Jesus in secret. He tells him, but I haven't understood what you've said. Jesus told him, no one can come to my father unless he's born again. No one can attain the kingdom of God unless he's born again. And for sure, even if I was in Nicodemus, I would have been in the same query. I would have been in the same confusion. What do you mean here? Do you, think, do you mean that I need to go back in my mother's womb and then I'll be born again? He's, Jesus said, no, 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 wait a minute. This is not all about being born by the, by, by, by the blood of people or maybe by, by the plans of your father and your mother. It's not even all about being born by your parents. It's not about even the plan of your parents to bring you on earth. No way. This is all about, this is a heart issue. It's all about your belief in Christ Jesus. Do you believe in Christ Jesus? And from verse 12 of, of chapter 1 of John, when you read down there, he lists for you. He gives you everything. How really he meant when he was talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus got to know this. Remember, he was one of the high priests. These are the people who had studied. They knew the laws of Moses. God also calls us his beloved. When you read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, Paul writes, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in, this, in his sight. Can you imagine? There's something I would like you to consider. Right now, the things that you're listening to right now the set the setbacks that you're listening to the words and discouragements the failures that you're listening to they don't even make sense because they never existed this is what existed this is what jesus talk, talks about he says for he chose us in him in him who that is christ jesus why before when that was before the creation of the world. Can you imagine? Before the creation of the world, God had chosen us in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. One, to be holy. Two, to be blameless in his sight. So God had a purpose. God had a plan. That even though Adam and Eve, they had failed to stand with his word and disobey to eat the forbidden fruit. However, God had what we call a plan. He knew this is going to happen. He knew that he will send the Redeemer. He knew that he will send the love. 
He knew that he would say the Comforter, who is the Holy Spirit. Before the creation of the world, God knew you, and he made you holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. So this means that God loves us. He loved us before we were even born, and he chose us to be his children through Christ Jesus. We are not just servants or followers of God. No. But we are his beloved children who, who he delights in and cares for. Ladies and gentlemen, God says that we are more than conquerors through Christ. When you read Romans chapter 8 and verse 37, no, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. This means that we are not just survivors, but we are overcomers in Christ. So we can face any challenge or any trial with confidence because we know that Christ has already overcome the world. Why do you accept to be traumatized? Because of the statements? Because of what people say? I always tell you the story. I was not good in English. I was very, very poor and I used to make a lot of mistakes in English. I remember my first time when I joined high school and I became a general duties prefect. This is what happened. Remember, I didn't study primary. When I joined the primary, I just started only two classes. That is primary five. I skipped primary six, and then I sat primary seven because I was telling the teacher for me I was mature. Remember, all my educational process has happened when I'm mature. This is what happened. We used to have assemblies every Monday morning. No, every Monday evening. Because they were shifted from morning to evening. Because we had to know what is going to run throughout the week. Then every day in the evening, we had what you call prayer assemblies. So all the entire school used to converge in the evening from, um, from 6.30 to 7 before we go to the preps. So I used to communicate because I was dealing with his prefect, but not only that, I was also the scripture union chairperson. So I got in the privilege of being in two posts in school at the same time, and I was doing them well. But people loved to be on assemblies not because I was so good at English speaking. Whenever they heard that John Bosco is going to communicate, always they used to parade. They used to come very early. Many of the students, almost the entire school, when others are communicating, some students, they have to be chased to come to assembly. Teachers stay in their quarters and so on. But this time around, when they hear that John Bosco is going to communicate, teachers, students, all of them, they line up. Why? Not because I was a good speaker, not because I was the best speaker, not because I was so much motivational that whatever I was saying, it was so, but it was only one reason, just because of the mistakes I used to do in English. Because they used to have fun, they could laugh. But one thing kept me going is that I discovered that in this challenge, what kind of a lesson do I learn? 
I decided to start speaking the broken English, but afterwards always I visited the library. I read books. I looked for dictionaries. I looked for different literatures so that I can improve my vocabulary, statement, uh, 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 the structure of the statements, uh, how to structure, how to uh, phrase, how to um, come up with a, with a good statement and so on when I'm communicating before people. And right now in the course that I'm doing, which is a Bible, uh, Bible college, we have a course unit called public speaking. So what I'm studying right now, I saw these are the things that I was doing before. And they are the same things they're telling me to do. You go get some books, read, get some portions, get them, analyze them. But I did this at a second level because I wanted to improve such that I can prove to these people that I can no longer make mistakes in English. This is what happened. At the end of the year when I was about to leave, and I think that was uh, senior four. It was senior four. Because senior four, we go for a break, and then, yeah, that, that's when we sit for national examinations. Then we come back for two years of HSC, and then we can go to high school. That's the system in Uganda. But this is what happened. <laughs> as we are about to leave as senior four candidates, this is what the director mentioned. For sure, John Bosco has improved in his English. I love his English. I love to hear such a statement. And I know every time, every moment, everyone desires to hear such statements from the leaders, from the big people in schools, from the big people in the society. How do you feel when the president of your country says, you know what, you're good at this? Yes, you were challenged. But your consistency in knowing who you are has led a right statement to be made at the end. God has registered success in your life. That was enough for me. If they had given me a gift, maybe it couldn't have made meaning to me, but just a statement because I knew my position when it comes to speech. Ladies and gentlemen, what do people say in your life? How do you see yourself? How do you take yourself? I, do you believe in the same thing? Or do you decide to do, to be what really Christ speaks about yourself? Lastly, brothers and sisters, remember that in Christ, you are made in the image of God. Okay, you're a new creation, you're a beloved child of God, and more than a conqueror. Don't let the world on your own doubts. Do not let the world or your own doubts and insecurities define who you are. I repeat, do not let the world or your own doubts and insecurities define who you are. Instead, look to the truth of God's word and believe what he says about you. Never be discouraged. Be strengthened. Never be discouraged. Be strengthened. He loves you. He cares about you. You're more than a conqueror. 
what a wonderful God he is. With those few remarks that I've just shared with you this evening, I would like to thank you for really following up. And in just these six minutes, I'm just going to pray with you. If you have a, a prayer request, please post it in the, uh, in the commentary section. I'm going to present before the Lord before we leave uh, at this point. But thank you so much for loving the ministry, uh, listening to me this evening. And I believe that you have learned something. Please be strong enough. Know who you are. No one should discriminate who you are. No one should define your life. No one should define your destiny. It is only Christ that can define um, your destiny in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to me. Let's enter into the moment of prayer as we are finishing up. It has been an awesome evening, I believe, and so many people, of course, uh, you might have a lot that you've understood what you've learned. Feel free, even what you've learned, you can even put in the commentary section and really it can help. Secondly, help those that are on WhatsApp, you post them for the lessons that we've learned on this podcast tonight, you share with them. You can talk to them, you can share with them uh, via the texts. You can list them down and you tell them, this is what I've learned really, and you can encourage them through this word. Let's pray in these remaining minutes. Father, we thank you for your love and grace. You're such a wonderful God. We have come to understand and discover that what you define about us is what we need to take. The world has been speaking a lot. People have been speaking a lot. People have been making really statements that are nasty, disgusting, weird, discouraging. But we want to thank you that you've encouraged us today through your word. You speak, and what you speak, you're faithful to fulfill it. Father, we won't listen to anyone else, but we are going to listen to you. Yes, these people are still existing in our lives, but you've given us even the ways how to really handle them. Let them speak. We know who we are in your Christ Jesus. We are your children. We are sons and daughters unto you. Father, we continue to pray for each and every person who is discouraged. May you encourage them. Those that have been down because of the situations. So many things are speaking in our lives. It could not be people. It could be situations. It could be challenges that we have in life. And we get discouraged. Sometimes we feel like we want to give up Sometimes we feel like we want to leave everything. Sometimes even we desire to commit suicide. Sometimes even we desire to commit death. Father, King of glory, this is not who we are. Let the challenges, the situations, the problems not define who we are. Not let us be led by the problems that we face in life. In which way are we challenged? It's a question for each and every believer listening to me right now. What are you facing? What are you passing through? What are you really experiencing right now? What is really so hard in your life? Do you feel like you're in a war? Do you feel like things are really very hard in your life? Jesus says he knows you. You are creating his image. He has the power to strengthen you. Father, we pray for the Holy Spirit to encourage, 
to strengthen those that really are feeling very tired, those that are feeling they are down. They don't know even that they would have gotten such a word to be encouraged one way or the other. But your word is power, changing, transforming, dividing, rightly. Father, we pray our families to be encouraged, our friends to be encouraged. We pray that everything that we do in this life, Father, to be led by you. We believe that, Father, when you're with us, we cannot, left, we cannot be left behind. We believe that with your Holy Spirit, we can do all things because he guides us, he gives us strength to do them. Even in speech, some people have said things sometimes mistakenly. Sometimes people have spoken things just because they have their intentions, ambitions, and the reasons as to why. During games, people are doing things just to make us fail. This is a game of life. The devil is always lowering, looking for the one to devour. But we believe you strengthening us and you're giving us your grace to win. Father, in you, we have come to understand that it's where we find identity. No one can identify. No one can speak about our lives and it's true. It's only you, Christ. Our identity is found in Christ. Our desires are found in Christ. Our love is found in you. It's you we love. It's you we believe in. It's you we want to follow. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for the wonderful evening. I'm really so humbled. May God bless you. Don't miss. I have just some few announcements that I have to put across. Please don't miss the singles conference that is going to happen on 29th and 30th. Do not miss. It's going to be happening here. Please inform your friend about this podcast. Inform your brothers and sisters, your family. You can even sometimes, they are friends of mine I know that <laughs> they put, they connect their phone on, on woofers. They call them woofers. Yeah, they connect their phones on woofers at home and the entire house is listening to do whatever is being told. And that is awesome. The other people are always, they have what you call the community radio. Uh, you know those horns that make a lot of sound in the community. They use them for announcements, for advertisements, and so on. So what these people do, they connect their podcasts on those horns, and their entire community listen to the podcast. I'm really so happy for that. And I will continue really to diligently uh, divide God's word, God's truth, uh, rightly so that we can learn and grow together in Jesus' name. So don't miss this singles conference. It's going to take place here on 9th. Uh, we have three periods. That is 11 in the morning, we have afternoon, and then we have evening. Choose one session that you can manage to attend. Even when you can attend all the sessions, feel free and all the programs shall be going on. Now, if anyone you haven't yet joined our WhatsApp group, please take this opportunity, post your number on this commentary section, post your number here so that uh, the informant can add you on the group and that will help you to always know the upcomings, the updates and so on about the ministry and about what we are doing. We do all this so that we can grow in God's word, understanding each other and always remember. Our true identity is in Christ. May God bless you so much. I love you all. Have a good night.
spoke a word you were singing over me you have been so so good to me before I took a breath you breathed your life in me and you have been so so good 